Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 25th, 2019. As we're going to discover, the Nefarium uh, European German franchise branch has been busy lately. Uh, just a reminder tomorrow afternoon uh, to start things out, we do have a members' vid chat at two in the afternoon. I'll be in the uh, chat room early as as usual for little you know pre chat conversation and banter and whatnot. Uh, probably around noon. I I really don't know yet. Um, but that's tomorrow uh, afternoon at two p.m. That's our European. Uh, African time zone members, vid chat, 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. All right, Germany. Now, let me paint some context here, folks. This is one that um, I predicted was going to happen. Um, and, you know, I wasn't alone, certainly in that sense. But uh, predicted this was going to happen back about 10 years ago, um, circa 10 years, 8 to 10 years. And the prediction was, number one, that Germany was going to rearm, that was first, and secondly, that Germany was going to press for a permanent seat on the UN Security Council, giving it a veto right along with the United States, France, the United Kingdom, uh, China, and Russia. So this is interesting news because now we're hearing these things begin to trickle out. The first thing I want to read you, a very short article at uh, Zero Hedge that was posted on the 20th, and I'm going to read this whole article. Then I want to go over to an article that appeared on the Fordham Political Review, uh, Fordham University in New York. So here we go with Zero Hedge, and the headline of this article <laughs> is, Germany wants nuclear bombers. You know, I'm calling to mind that old Tom Lehrer song. And it says this, quote, Germany's armed forces are currently studying the possibility of acquiring nuclear bombers capable of using the new American B-61-12 atomic bombs. Meanwhile, the Pentagon itself plans to deploy these new atomic bombs in the German region of Eiffel in violation of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. The German Air Force already has multitasking tornado warplanes, which are already capable of deploying American atomic bombs. But those aircraft are going to be replaced possibly by European-developed Eurofighters or by United States-manufactured FA-18 Super Hornets. Either way, the warplane that Germany selects will have to be equipped with the AMAC Aircraft Monitoring and Control System, which allows the use of the new American atomic bombs and enables the regulation of the power of the explosion, as well as at what height the bombs explode after they are launched. Now note this final paragraph. Germany does not manufacture atomic weapons, but has come to consider itself a nuclear power because it has the vectors to use them and believes that this gives it the right to sit on the UN Security Council sharing the permanent member position occupied by France. Both countries would thus represent the European Union under the auspices of NATO. All right. Now that brings us to a couple of points. I'm one of those... And uh, particularly for you readers that are familiar with my books, you'll know that I've made this case in a number of ways. But I'm one of those people that believes that Germany, like Japan, is kind of a turnkey nuclear power. They've got all the technology. They probably have all the parts. All they need to do is assemble the parts, and voila, 
they've got a bomb. So I'm not I'm not buying for a moment that they don't manufacture their own uh, atomic weapons or nuclear thermonuclear weapons. In fact, there is a bit of an interesting story out there that was uh, shared a few years ago by Global Research News that argued the case that German firms were actually making the warheads for the French <laughs> nuclear deterrent. But anyway, no matter how you slice it, I think that they probably are a turnkey nuclear power. But it's that other business about Germany sharing France's seat on the UN Security Council as a European Union representative that makes me think we're in for a tussle, a real row on what's going to happen. So I want to bring your attention to a very interesting article over at Fordham Political Review, uh, posted the 23rd. The article's author is a fellow by the name of Jack Burke, B-U-R-K-E. The title of the article is Germany as a Permanent UN Security Council Member. And... Um, I want to read a few paragraphs from the, this article. It's very, very interesting, and then I'm, I'm going to give you my thoughts about what we might see being developed here. Quote, Today, of course, the situation has developed considerably, speaking about the UN Security Council. After German reunification in 1990 and the collapse of the Iron Curtain, the greatest geopolitical standoff in history came to an end. The Federal Republic of Germany took its place, among the great powers of the world, helped found the European Union in 1993 and assumed an ever stronger place in NATO. With Germany as a major world power and important contributor to international security, several leaders, both within and outside Germany, have raised the question of amending the UN Security Council to include it and possibly Japan, and there's another one I've been predicting is going to seek a permanent UN Security Council seat another turnkey nuclear power, that is also doing what? Rearming. For many, it is simply a natural development suggested by the evolution of geopolitics over the past quarter century. Germany is a cornerstone of the new Europe, a democratic nation with a moral presence on the world stage and already has a long history in the rotating 10-member non-permanent security council. We must remember that today's situation derives from a 70-year process of idealism and realpolitik, and if we would understand Germany's relationship with the United Nations today, we must understand the forces that created the current circumstances. Now, I'm skipping several paragraphs here because there are many paragraphs toward the end of this article that I want to read to you and bring to your attention because it's kind of setting up uh, my own argument here. Quote, today, however, the question is not how could Germany possibly help lead the world, but just the opposite. And Germany is making its case on the world stage. In September 2015, German Chancellor Angela Merkel argued for German accession to the Permanent Security Council during a summit of UN leaders in New York. In a meeting with representatives from Brazil, India, and Japan, whom she also argued were worthy to sit on the Permanent Council. Please note that, Brazil, India, Japan. She said, we need a new method of work to solve problems. That makes reform of the Security Council necessary, reform which reflects the real power in the world better than the situation today. In other words, she's arguing for a, please note this, a multipolar uh, UN Permanent Security Council. 
represented, incidentally, you'll notice, either by nuclear powers or, like Germany and Japan and Brazil, turnkey nuclear powers. Further, arguing that the Council did not meet the needs and desires of many UN member states, she declared, quote, the current atmosphere is that not only we four, but many others don't agree with the structure and the working method of the Security Council. And stressing her goals of responsiveness and modernization, Merkel concluded by saying, we want to take others with us to reach a modern working structure of the Security Council, which suits the 21st century. But Chancellor Merkel is hardly the first to advocate for such a reform. As early as 2000, French President Jacques Chirac advocated for a two-speed Europe and the accession of Germany to the Permanent Security Council. Now note, this is the French president arguing Germany should have a permanent seat, not, please note, not a shared seat representing the EU with France. That's key here, folks. <coughs> Pardon me. In a speech in Berlin that year, he said Germany's engagement, its ranking as a great power, its international influence, meant that France would like to see them recognized with a permanent seat on the Security Council. Significantly, this was a year after Germany's troop commitment to, ref to the conflict in Kosovo, which signified its first active military deployment since the end of the Second World War. Over the past decade, several other leaders have expressed their desire for the German accession, including German Chancellor Gerhard Schrader. In other words, it's uh, across all partisan lines in Germany. Gerhard Schrader, who in 2004 made explicit that Germany desired to be a part of the Security Council and have the veto right like the other permanent members. He said in no uncertain terms that Germany has the right to a seat and that his nation was ready to accept more responsibility on the world stage. Similarly, in 2015, the UK's ambassador to the UN said his nation officially supported Germany's bid for a permanent seat on the council, a position also shared by the French government. In other words, the United Kingdom, <coughs> pardon me, is on board with this. On the other hand, some nations feel that Britain and France should give up their seats for a common EU seat on the Security Council, a view officially advanced in the European Parliament in 2015. Such a proposal would obviously preclude Germany becoming a member in its own right. Incidentally, Italy also opposes German accession for region, reasons of national interest, concerned that a German seat on the Permanent Council would further marginalize its position in Europe. However, the, proposed for the, the proposal for the common seat, although supported by Italy and the Netherlands, has met strong opposition and at the moment seems unlikely to come to pass. Considering this, it seems there would be enough support for German accession if the case were finally opened. But how probable is it in the near future? In addition to Germany and Japan, both India and Brazil are eager for permanent seats, and the commentators have raised concern over the effects of expanding the council too widely. So what do we have here? What's really going on? Um, number one, I suspect that this is, as we've seen, Germany is wanting a permanent seat. I suspect that this is now going to be uh, pushed rather strongly for several reasons. Number one, Brexit, all right? 
with the exit of Great Britain from the EU, this means that the EU loses one seat in the Security Council. Even though Britain retains its permanent seat, it's a, still a thermonuclear power. Even though it retains its seat, the EU loses a seat. So Germany and France, I suspect, are going to strongly push for a seat. I suspect in order to get Italy on board, they might push for a seat for Italy on the basis of uh, the size of the Italian economy. I don't know. But that's, that's problem number one. I don't think you're going to see the European Union pressing for a single seat because this would basically strip both France and Germany of their power and influence within the structure of the EU. So isn't that interesting? The EU wants to be a sovereign body with respect to all of its member states, but it wants the member states to retain their sovereignty when they're represented to the United Nations. So, in other words, I think you're going to see this push uh, go forward, and I suspect you're going to see now, since Japan is rearming, I suspect you're going to see Germany uh, in the next few years begin slowly and then increase the pace of uh, rearming Germany. Ostensibly, they're going to play the same game that Japan did, and that is, well, we're helping the United States by taking up more of the burden of our own defense and helping with regional security and so on. The long-term game is simply to bypass the United States completely, both in terms of reserve currency status and in terms of uh, being the guarantor big stick of Western security. So I suspect you're going to see Germany... Uh, in the next few years, over the next decade, begin to rearm, first very slowly and then picking up the pace rather dramatically. And this is going to also fuel this desire for a permanent seat. That means, in effect, that U UN actions in the future now are likely to include, if Germany and Japan do get permanent seats, are likely to include uh, German and Japanese troops being used in foreign interventions. So bear that in mind. Usually that's what uh, Security Council resolutions mean. And uh, this means that the people that are on the Permanent Council send troops to back up their will. Now, the real key here is the EU. Uh, I suspect that that Germany is pressing for this now because they're losing a vote in the EU with the Brexit. And this is the key. And I think you're going to see Italy and the Netherlands put pressure in the EU to have a single permanent seat. France is going to reject that because they've already committed, as has the United Kingdom, Kingdom to a permanent German seat. That means, in effect, folks, that Europe will have three representatives on the UN Security Council. And this is really, I think, the reason why they're pressing for this very quietly. They want a European presence, a block, as it were, inside the UN Security Council. And I think as a result, you're going to see pushback on this. You're going to see India and Japan in particular wanting uh, permanent seats, possibly Brazil. And as for the Germans wanting nuclear bombers, folks, they've already got them. What I think this story really means is it's a cover story for that eventual rearmament that they are not going to be reliant upon American or uh, other outsources for nuclear weapons. They're just going to go ahead and do it themselves. So a lot going on here 
to watch Germany and Italy in the next uh, five to ten years. Uh, Italy might be bought off with its own permanent seat. We'll see. Uh, I don't see that in the cards, but um, that's a possibility also to bear in mind. So anyway, important stuff going on in recent news here, folks. Don't forget tomorrow we have the vid chat at uh, 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. As always, I'm going to be there a little early uh, for some conversation and just ad hoc, you know, whatever we want to talk about. So anyway, that's it for today's news and views. Once again, watch Germany <laughs> and, and Italy and Japan. So we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye and God bless.